I dreamed of the cove again last night, of that quiet place amid the backwaters of the Tennessee River, where the trees crowd in as close as gawkers at the scene of a horrific tragedy, and terrible things lie in wait beneath the still water. When I clawed my way back to wakefulness, a cry of terror rising in my throat like the last breath of a drowning child, I found my cheeks and pillow damp with tears. Bitter acid churned in my stomach and blood pounded in my ears like the thrum of some alien machine as my racing heart reacted to the adrenaline coursing through my system. I choked back the scream before it could escape and wake my wife Carolyn, who slumbered in peace beside me. It's okay, I told myself. You're awake now. But was it okay? Was it really? I took a deep breath and exhaled slowly through my nose, willing my heart to slow. Another tear leaked from one eye and etched a path down the side of my face to my ear. I took a corner of the sheet and wiped my cheeks dry, then looked over at the clock, just a little after midnight. I hadn't been asleep much more than an hour, but I knew I was done for the night. The dream ensured that. The dream always ensured that. I slipped out of the bed as quietly as I could and went downstairs. In the bathroom, I squeezed out the little bit of urine that had collected in my bladder while I slept and splashed cold water on my face at the sink. The eyes I saw reflected in the vanity mirror had taken on a hollow look. Dark smudges stained the flesh under each, as though I'd been fighting. Insomnia, a kind of fight, I suppose, does that to you. My hair stood in bristling, unruly clumps. I thought maybe there was more gray than there had been just six months ago, when I had the dream the first time. The worry lines across my brow had deepened into furrows, and my skin had faded to an unhealthy pallor I hadn't noticed before now. I looked closer to sixty than my actual age of forty-three. In the beginning, back in June, when the world was green and full of life, I thought the strange dream was a result of a cheap burger consumed too late in the evening. Carolyn was four months pregnant then, just starting to show, and we'd been out late shopping for furniture for the nursery. The pregnancy was an accident, as so many are at our age, but we were happy. Our first child, after having given up hope of ever having one years ago, On our way home from Babies R Us, we stopped at a fast food franchise for dinner. The Cove in Belleville was the farthest thing from my mind, had been for thirty years or more, until I woke up hours later, trembling in fear and covered in cold sweat, biting back that same blood-curdling scream that seemed to want out of me so badly. When it happened again two weeks later, I tried to blame it on work anxieties. I was up for my annual performance review at Hazel and Associates, where I work in the Human Resources Department, and a promotion to management if it went well. With a baby on the way, we could use the extra money. When it was just the two of us, it didn't matter so much, but we were already starting to feel the pinch of the extra expenses. Who wouldn't have bad dreams under that kind of stress? But the same dream? By the time our daughter Nicole was born in September, the leaves had begun to turn and the dream had become part of my life. I didn't tell Carolyn about it. Not then. 
partly out of my own stupid pride. No man wants to look weak and vulnerable to his wife, who is, ironically, the one person he can look that way to, but mostly out of concern for her. God knows she was under some stress. More than once, we spent the night at the hospital while doctors worked to keep Nicole both alive and in the womb. And by the time our little girl burst into the world, I worried I would lose them both. As it turned out, I was half right. Nicole came two months premature, not normally a big problem in the 21st century, but her heart just wasn't strong enough to support such a spitfire. That's what the obstetrician said, but I don't know if I believe him. For two weeks, we practically lived in the NICU with her, watching her slowly go downhill. Each day, the bluish cast to her lips and eyelids seemed a little more pronounced, her movements more sluggish. 